We want to thank the following sponsors for football this year. We want to thank Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cars of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brake Sports Cars of Dubuque, Iowa, Richardson's Tech Solutions, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag, and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. We're talking Winfield Mount Union Wolves with Coach McCarty and a special guest of Scotty Melvin. Uh, uh, Coach McCarty, welcome to the program. I appreciate you having me on. Scotty, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, guys. So, uh, um, Scotty, go ahead. You were at the game. Um, talk to Coach McCarty about what you saw. Yeah, that was a good old uh, October game, windy, chilly, um, uh, kind of a physical uh, standoff between the two teams, although you guys got up good with some um, good running attack in the first half. Uh, I felt like they gave a valiant effort, and that's two weeks in a row you've gotten what I, I think is probably the best of two uh, pretty pretty good playoff opponents. Uh, what were you guys able to do there to, to get rolling on offense uh, there in the first half and get some points up on the board? Yeah, well, I mean, here at the game, our first play didn't go as planned, right? Uh, we came out, we've been working on a shot play with Abram Edwards, um, and we came out, we threw the ball a little bit behind him, and they had pretty good coverage on him. So and we actually wasted our first possession on interception, um, and then we got back to the run game. Um, and I think we, we ran the ball more than we have all year uh, against them. Maybe we were able to have some success on the edge against them. Um, our guys just did a really nice job. Abram Edwards. Uh, really, really showed why he's an elite blocking tight end. Um, you know, he took care of their defensive end. He was a really nice ball player. And he, he worked his feet and did a really good job against him. So uh, just real happy with, with how he blocked. And um, like you said, we were able to get around the corner a couple times. Uh, you know, Cam had a nice game for that. And then we made enough plays in the in the past game where we could keep them off their heels. But, you know, all, as far as our offense goes, our defense was the story of the game, though. Well, uh Go ahead and, and uh, uh, tell me a little bit about maybe some of the defensive standouts. Uh, I mean, yeah, it took all eight. Um, you know, they had their team that was averaging over 50 points a game. Um, you know, and I think by our calculations, we held them under 90 um, yards and only six points. Um, you know, and their quarterback is as good as we've seen. A big kid, strong arm, uh, very creative uh, when he's on the move. So, um, you know, enabled it, we were able to keep him um, in check pretty well, uh, make him uncomfortable on some of his throws. One of the biggest plays of the game was right before half. We're up 20-6 uh, to six, uh, or 24-6, something like that. Um, they had fourth and goal from inside the one. Um, we were able to stuff their quarterback sneak. He kind of rolled out. He tried to improvise and, and make a little Brett Favre shovel throw to their guy and, and Jake Edwards. Uh, knocked it down. Um, so that changes the, you know, big momentum shift for us. Um, you know, they could have cut it to a one score game or, or close to it. And, um, you know, and, and otherwise, but we get a, a block, a stop and we get out and get a, a first down and get out from the shadow of our goalpost and getting into halftime still up three scores. So, or, you know, whatever that was, but our, our guys just did a really good job on defense. Abram Edwards, um, you know, he harassed the quarterback big time, uh, big game out of him, couple sacks. Um, you know, Kale Johnson, a really nice game for us as a linebacker, you know, and, and all our guys just did, did their job and, and they all did it at a high level. Well, we're talking to Coach McCarty, who's uh, 
Winfield Mount Union Wolves took on a team, a Moravia Mohawks team that, like you say, just lights up the scoreboard every week, all season long. A very talented team, uh, but you come out with a 64-6 uh, uh, win. Uh, uh, Scotty, you mentioned uh, uh, quite a bit about Abram Edwards um, um, getting this uh, um, Shane uh, Helmick, uh, a lot of pressure that was that was making it really difficult on him. What did you think of Shane uh, uh, Helmick and and was Abram Edwards, or maybe there were some other people getting some pressure too? You asking me? Yeah, I am asking you. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I said on Twitter, if I was going to hand out a game ball, I'd give it to Abram Edwards and, and largely do that defensive performance. But he, he wasn't all by himself in that. I mean, that was just uh, maybe probably the, the most dominant defensive performance I've seen this fall from any team. Uh, he was definitely spearheading it, but uh, like Coach McCarty said, that play on offense was there too, and you guys hit that one a couple times. Um, just a big night from Abram, and he's in every game I've been in, he's made it tough on the other team's quarterback. Uh, it's possible that Shane is maybe the best eight-man quarterback outside of Jake, or uh, maybe a handful of others that I've seen this year. I mean, he was a big, strong kid. He did have one nice run there towards the end of the game when things were really in hand, but um, yeah, uh, Abram was, uh, he was just a, a beast all over the field uh, Friday night, and it, it was a lot of fun to watch him. Okay. Go, go ahead with the question, Scotty. Well, I'm thinking with the, the conditions like that, you guys did uh, dial up the probably more than one, but the one play that sticks out is the one that you guys hit Abram for, and that, you know, we just missed on uh, the interception in the first play of the game. But uh, was the game plan largely going to be centered around running uh, Friday night? Because when we sat down the bleachers, I thought, man, it, it's awfully windy, and I was expecting that that weather probably affects Moravia more than you guys. But um, you guys certainly ground out some yards on on the ground Friday night, so I just wondered if uh, maybe the, the weather played into that some. Uh, not really. I mean, as we were going into the game, we wanted to, uh, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of the, the thought about a balanced offense isn't like a 50-50 run pass, right? A balanced offense is doing what you need to do when it needs to be done. Um, you know, and we thought we could take a couple shots in the, the past game, um, probably more play action-wise. It seemed like sometimes their linebackers and DBs were peeking in the backfield instead of reading their guy um, or their keys. And so we thought we could get a couple shots there. Um, and then as the game went on, right, you know, we were able to run the ball very well. Um, we found a couple things about their alignment. Um, we were able to expose with, with uh, Abram on that one passing touchdown. That was actually a halftime adjustment and, I think in the history of coaching, you know, the eight man and high school, low class high school football, I think what, maybe three adjustments in 18 years of actually worked in the second half. So, you know, just, it's pretty cool to see that, but, um, you know, our kids made the adjustments, you know, we made the throws when we need to. I think Jake, we only threw the ball 10 times. I think he was five for 10, um, you know, somewhere in the 70, 80 yard range, um, you know, with the touchdown and the one kick, you know, so, um, it was cold. I mean, and windy, um, like you said, I think it affected their ball game more than ours. Um, but they also were a team that came in with more rushes than passes. So um, I don't think it was it was too uh, damaging for the team. I, I think uh, for the most part, it was kickoffs and, and field position there on that. That was a big part of it. Um, both teams kind of struggled to get it in the end zone on a touchback. They got it out of bounds, those kind of things. So, um, you know, the weather, um, our, the way our field set up, it was more of a cross breeze than a, uh, you know, straight in the face or tailwind. So, um, you know, just one of those things that if you didn't throw a good ball, the wind was definitely going to affect it. Well, uh, I got a question for you. Uh, talk to me about your backfield. Um, Moravia has uh, a Throckmorton kid, I think. It's a, an outstanding receiver. 
Uh, I see these guys getting behind people all the time. Um, and I saw a lot of uh, teams kind of lose the game because that the the real good teams get receivers back behind their 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 backfield. How is your backfield uh, able not to get beat for deep touchdowns? Oh, I mean, it's going to sound simple. They just they did their job. They uh, they read their keys. Um, they entrust their teammates. You know, if your job for man coverage, your job is to stay with twenty three. You're going to stay with twenty three. Um, you know, you don't come up off the cross the line of scrimmage or you don't need to make a tackle for a loss as a defensive back, right? You only come up when they cross the line of scrimmage and then you make the play. You know, it's just kind of went back to DB 101, um, you know, and, and our guys just did a really good job of staying disciplined and doing what they needed to do all game. Go ahead, Scotty. There were a couple of plays, really three. Uh, one you already touched on was the, the goal line stand there towards the end of the half that was just uh, real exciting to watch that, that play unfold and how the Wolves shut it down. There's two others that really had us, you know, going wow up there in the stands. One was uh, a nice little swing pass to the flat from Moravia that uh, Kale Johnson shut down with just a incredible tackle. He was he was lying in wait on it, and then of course the cold milks catch um, later in the game. Yeah. Uh, what was that like uh, for you guys down on the sidelines to to watch those plays unfold? Because we could kind of see them coming up there, you know, and it, it was. Uh, uh, it was just, you know, it kind of took your breath away to watch those plays. Yeah, the the Kale Johnson one happened right in front of me um, on the sideline, and it was it was awesome. He had it dialed up, you know. Once again, he just did what he was supposed to do, and he got himself in a position to make a really nice play. You know, he put, finished the tackle all the way to the ground. Um, you know, and that's one thing. Kale's a pretty good. He's a good physical tackler. Um, <laughs> he was able to do a nice job there. Um, and then the 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 milks pass. We thought we had a good matchup. Um, we needed to move the ball. Um, and so we, we got it. We took a shot. Jake did a nice job of throwing it where he could go up and get it. Um, you know, he's going against the McDaniel kid who is only five, six, five, seven, um, really nice athlete, just not very tall. Um, and you know, Cole stands six, one or so. And, um, we went up and got it and, and made a play, um, on it. And that was, that was a heck of a play out in the middle of the field. Um, you know, and, and Cole, you, you know, you should be used to Cole Milks making great plays, uh, you know, acrobatic, things, but every time he does it, you know, you're still amazed at it. So, I'm just real happy with those guys, and, and obviously, you know, like you said, those are two two really exciting plays, um, and everybody loves the exciting plays. But sometimes the mundane ones are the ones that win you games. But yeah, those were those were pretty exciting. Well, uh, talk to me about your offensive line. Uh, okay, I mean Cooper Buffington, Grant Anderson, and Kale Johnson. Those guys stood up, and, and I think you got to include Carter Lloyd and, and the Abram Edwards. We were double tight a lot of the night, um, you know, so. Those guys, you know, they ran their feet. We talked about it all week. You got to start sustaining blocks. You can't just punch and bounce, um, especially against these good teams. Um, you know, you're going to have to run your feet. We're going to run into that here coming on, on Thursday. Um, you know, so those guys, they were really dialed in. They were playing physical. You know, after every series, we get like that quick minute, you know, after a touchdown and a kickoff to, to talk. And, and, you know, we were able to make adjustments as, as the game went on. And, and those guys just did a really good job of doing what they were supposed to do and doing it at a high level. Go ahead, Scotty. Yes, you got Don Bosco coming up on Thursday. Um, and I, I was able to watch a little of the, the beginning of that game um, just on replay. And then, of course, we listened to it on the way home uh, after the Winfield Mount Union game there um, the other night. They look like they're a real heavy quarterback, too, uh, offensively. What little bit I've seen. Uh, they like to run him a lot. They look very fast. He's not as uh, big and imposing, uh, at least from what I saw on film, as uh, Shane is. But um, what are you guys looking 
looking to have to stop mainly to uh, get out of there with uh, with a victory uh, from the defensive side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it right on the head. Their quarterback is a really nice athlete. Uh, he's a knack kid. Um, you know, good good all around athlete. You know, in track and and uh, especially wrestling and that. Um, he's not physically, uh, you know, big and tall like the helmet kid, but he's very strong. Uh, he runs really well behind his pads. He's just put together pretty well and and those kind of things. So, um, you know, excited to. They, they, I think they've only thrown the ball like fifty sometimes. I wouldn't know. They don't put their stats in yet, so who knows how many they did. Um, you know, but um, the, the only a fifty or so uh, pass attempts, and, and you know, rushing is like three hundred and fifty. You know, so um, they've done a really nice job of of, uh, of running the ball, and that's something our team is pretty good at themselves, right? Is stopping the run. So um, once we, it, it's really nothing fancy. They don't try and out scheme you. Uh, they just try and out power and out athlete you. Um, you know, and those are some things that. Hopefully we're, we're in the right position and, and we can bring our pads. You know, watching the Waco film, I thought Chad had a really nice game plan against them, and we're going to try and steal some things that they did and and hopefully execute and, and get that score flip-flop from what Waco had. Well, um, I could chime in a little bit here. Uh, I watched the Waco game post a pillar, uh, and it really started out uh, um, dominating them. You know, they were really running on them, and uh, they seemed to almost score, and it will. The first couple, they scored on their first – couple possessions um uh but like I say they're athletic that, that seemed to be the thing about their team was you know they they got the the horses you know that can score at any time and eventually they would score uh um but I, I I saw some kind of vulnerabilities that they had um first of all they didn't realize how big Waco was Waco was a lot bigger than they were and pushing them around and and they they got rattled with that they they didn't handle it very well there was a couple times in the game where uh, they did some unsportsmanlike conduct and uh, got some penalties like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, they were able to do what I just said. They were able to get guys um, behind the backfield and uh, seemed like it was that quarterback's little brother that would get behind. And, and man, the kid can fly. And, um, you know, uh, but, well, that was a sad one because I really thought they had it. There's a couple drives that their second and their third and fourth drives kind of got in the red zone and stalled out. Um, uh, but man, if they had punched them in there like they'd been, um, it would have been a different story. But I, I, uh, uh, I do think that, um, they can get shook up a little bit and make some mistakes. And I thought they made some mistakes in that game. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, I think there's, there's spots where you can make some plays. You have to be patient, uh, against them. They're, you know, pretty good tacklers, um, you know, but they're not a huge team, um, as far as, you know, they don't have like the, like you said, the, the Waco guys, like the Fox kid, you know, and, and all those kids that are six, three, however big that Chad always has over there. Um, you know, but they got guys that move really well. Um, you know, guys, you got to look up on track wrestling and see where they placed and all those things. You know, they got just athletes and, um, it's definitely going into a hostile environment. Um, you know, so we got to make sure we're, we, we can, we can focus on what we can control. Um, and not let the outside noise get to us and, and just go in and be who we are and, and hopefully put ourselves in position fourth quarter to win a ball game. So are you the home team? Uh, no, we have to travel to Don Bosco. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, the state and the infinite wisdom, um, once uh, the tiebreaker that comes down to it is alphabetical order. Um, and this year it just happens that comes from the top. So even being the number one team for the last six weeks, uh, it doesn't really matter much. 
Um, you know, there's other teams in the state are doing the same thing, like Cam Anita, who's been in the top three uh, pretty much all year. Um, they have to travel to Algona Garrigan. Um, and, you know, Algona's got about three inches of snow on the ground right now. So uh, that's not going to be fun for them. And, you know, Van Meter, uh, one of the premier teams in the big classes, you know, they haven't lost a regular season game in like six or seven years. They also have to travel. So um, it is unfortunate for us, but, I mean, at least – I mean, take solace in the fact that it's everybody that has to. But, you know, it always works out for Bosco somehow to not have to travel and do those kind of things. Well, go ahead, Scott. I didn't mean to jump in on your turn there. Oh, just to piggyback on that a little bit, it, it is, uh, you know, and we could do a whole episode about this, Dave. But, you know, uh, I, I rant a lot about how, you know, there's some things that I love about my home state, Illinois, that they do postseason-wise, and there's some things that are just atrocities. And Iowa largely gets things right uh, more often, honestly. But this is not one of those times. And it's an easy fix. Um, so it's, it's annoying. Yeah. But uh, you guys will be going on the road. And, and for some of us, you know, it's a Thursday night to boot. Uh, you know, for me, that's a work night. I'm not going to be able to drive up there. So I guess the big question is, you may not have an answer for this, so we'll be watching social media. But uh, will there be a streaming or anything that we can follow along on? Uh, I think from- our, our radio, I think the Wolfcast will be up there. Okay. Um, and then I would assume there's probably a radio station or two around. That I'm sure will, yeah. I was yeah. hoping it would be video, but if not, we'll be listening in for right. sure. And uh, we got to email it that they might be live streaming it. I don't, I don't right. know. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's, I don't uh, much, it's all happening so fast. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, let's get back to this uh, uh, playoff game you played Friday because we haven't talked about your quarterback and your 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 offense. You know, we talked about the offensive line, but we kind of got – I kind of went uh, uh, sideways on you there. Uh, but <laughs> – Let's talk about the, the passing and the rushing. Yeah, I mean, Jake did another nice job for us. Um, you know, we, we didn't want to try not to ask him to do too much. Um, so he did a really nice job, um, you know. And then Cam Buffington, you know, I think he had like 15 touches in the first half. We were really leaning on him. Uh, he had four touchdowns, you know, 140-some yards, I think, and just did a really good job running the ball, getting tough yards for us. Uh, and then Cole Milks stepped up in the second half, was able to get us some tough yards. Um, you know, and, and moved the chains. And Len Ginkinger came in, did a nice job. Eli Miller came in and did some things for us to block. And, and you know, those guys just did a really good job of, of moving the ball and, and getting what we needed, taking care of the ball. You know, when you're trying to put a ball game away, um, you know, you don't want to put the ball on the deck. And, and we did one time, but Lane was, of course, Johnny on the spot, just like he is on defense and recovered a fumble for us. And, um, you know, just, just proud of the guys. You know, they got their number called and they made, uh, they made the most of their opportunities. And, we're pretty excited about those guys. Well, go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, that's something I wanted to kind of hear you talk, talk about a little bit. You go and look at uh, Bound at the stats after you guys put him in and everything. And, of course, we knew Cam had had a big game. I, I will credit Moravia for not letting him bust off anything crazy long um, that night. Of course, he didn't play the entire game, so we don't know what may have happened there. And you got Cole Milk down for, for just 24 yards total in the game. But, man, in the second half especially, you're trying to just kind of bleed the clock and get out of there. You know, how important were the 24 yards? Because uh, he was helping grind and grind and grind and just kind of run that clock off. And, you know, you didn't move the chains every time, but you did certainly enough to keep those guys uh, well at bay. So I, I was really happy to, to see him just get all that tough yardage and, and uh, you know, keep keep that clock moving. Yeah, I mean, he he's, he's earned it, you know, and, and he's a guy that, his numbers are never probably going to jump off the, the, the paper, um, you know, because we have such an efficient weapon with Cam and, 
you know, Abram does a really nice job in, in the passing game. Um, you know, and he's kind of the big name we talk about a lot there. So, uh, but Cole and Carter, uh, those guys do a lot, a lot for us um, that don't get on the stat sheet. You know, Carter, um, you know, as a tight end, he's blocking. You know, he's able to run the guys off and block on the edge. Uh, you know, and Cole's just, like you said, he didn't have a ton of yards. But every yard that he had, he fought for and, and were important to, to moving the chain and getting a fresh set of downs so we can burn off another two or three minutes on the clock. You know, the third third quarter there, we we had the ball in the third and we kept it uh, well into the fourth. Um, you know, I don't think we got any points off of it, but we, you know, we rolled off four, five, six first downs and we were able to just keep the clock running and do what we needed to do in order to, to finish, you know, finish the game or, you know, make the game a lot shorter for them and make pressure on them on defense where – then our defense could tee off, on, you know, on a pass uh, pass rush because we knew that, you know, they got to press a little bit to try and get in. And, and it was, you know, I hate to talk about like Iowa, but, you know, it is complimentary football, you know, when your offense does the job and, and can move the chains, um, you know, and then your defense can do what they need to do. So, um, you know, our guys just did a really great job of, of moving, getting just enough. And, you know, we talked about that this week about, you know, a four-minute offense versus two-minute offense, what you need to do. And, you know, we talked about you don't need to fight for that extra yard. You can go down and down and and just keep the clock running. If we need the yard, then you fight for it. If you don't, hold on to the football and get down and and we'll, let's play another one and use up another forty seconds. So, um, you know, guys just did a really good job of executing what we needed to do. Well, uh, Scotty, you um you you nominated a, a defensive player, and I don't think I quite spelled his name right uh, on the uh, uh, poll that we took. How do you pronounce this young man's name? This Ginkinger. Lane Ginkinger. Yeah. yeah, Lane Ginkinger. Yeah, Lane. Okay. Well, uh, let him know he won the uh, uh, best defensive performance uh, award, and he won it won it quite handily with fifty two point nine percent. So uh, 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 that and uh, your thing I wanted to say is is we've been getting a lot of people hitting us up for sponsorships. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, uh, whatever team you're listening to, tell your coach. You see Scotty Melvin, or or uh, if you know Jeff Mills, or Anybody hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on, uh, I got two Facebooks. I got my own personal and you got the round guy radio one. Uh, you can get us on Twitter. That's David Johnson at round guy radio. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's terrific. Uh, coach, um, third, tell me about the time of this game and, and the Thursday night started. It's at Don boss. So if they're going to, you know, plan on getting there and they got to get tickets, tell them how they get the tickets online and all that. Yeah, I think you, uh, like all, most postseasons, you got to purchase your tickets online, go through the Iowa High School State Athletic Association, um, follow the steps there. Um, we play in Gilbertville. Um, if you come in off of, what is that, 380, uh, you'll turn to, there's a Gilbertville exit, and it's the, the stadium's right there when you come into town. Um, so, yeah, it's a Thursday night um, at 7. The reason it's that Thursday, right, is because the semifinals are on uh, Wednesday, so they're trying to give you at least five days there. Um, five, six days, uh, because of dome availability and those kind of things. Um, you know, so yeah, it's Thursday night. Uh, luckily for us, we don't have school Friday. Um, it's our teacher conferences this week. Uh, you know, so, um, our kids are, 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 we'll be able to have an off day Friday. Um, you know, but hopefully as coaches, hopefully we're put back to work. Um, that's ideal that we don't actually have a, a full off day. We can get together and talk, you know, but, um, we just got to make sure we take care of business against a real quality opponent. Obviously there's no bad teams left. Um, you know, so our guys got to make sure we're ready to go. Well, Scotty, uh, uh, you got any last questions or anything? I'm, I'm about running out of questions myself. Not really any questions. I'm ready to, 
to see uh, this quarterfinal game get going. Um, if I have to, I guess I'll be listening. But uh, I just want to <laughs> admonish the state to do away with this ridiculous alphabet thing. I've been watching this playoff system get some weird things happen uh, with travel based off of it all these years. Right. You know, now they have their own ranking system. Why do, Why can't they seed it, you know? Um, if, if I can interject, um, I guess – Last year, like the IFCA, which is the Football Coach Association, and the state got together, and I guess the coaches voted. They wanted to leave it like this for a year, um, but I believe in the offseason they'll get together and they'll vote, and this will obviously be on the table to change. Um, you know, so it's not going to do us any good, but we live and learn, and, and uh, you know, hopefully teams down the road, it won't happen to them either. Well, I mean, couldn't they have picked a team that wasn't alphabetically – uh, um, disadvantage to the number one team in the state. I guess that yeah, would have been a, a different yeah, way to yeah. handle it, you know. Yeah, because um, we would have we would have hosted against Waco, but that's because we would have beat them. Yeah, uh, head to head was part of that, that thing. So we were all cheering for Waco here. In, in, well, uh, so was I. I uh, I had to cry a little bit in my pillow uh, um, when when that game was over when SK lost, but uh, uh, we're. I think that what's happening here is everybody that's not in the playoff left is is riding everything on you guys. You just picked up new fans from every county adjacent to your county and every county adjacent to that county. Uh, uh, you you got a big you got the the heart of Texas as upon you, or the eyes of Texas, or or the the corn of Iowa, something. I don't know what I'm going with here, but. Uh, Sure, appreciate you being with us, Coach. Is there anything you want to say uh, before we let you go? No, I'm I'm good. Thanks for having me on and talking Wolves football. Well, um, it was going pretty good till I screwed it up there at the end. But uh, well, if the good Lord willing, if the creeks don't rise, we'll be talking to you again uh, Thursday sometime. I'm hoping. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Bye. We want to thank the following sponsors for football this year. We want to thank Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brakes Sports Cards of Dubuque, Iowa, Richardson's Tech Solutions, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag, and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa.